Here's to now. Here's to now. Hey, Whitney. Hi. <laughs> uh, it is Janelle and Brandon. On the couch in front of the Christmas tree. Indeed. Live and direct. <laughs> From West Street. Ha ha. I got them. I got two of my favorite people to talk to you this week. Uh, they did me a huge favor, and I'm forever grateful for them for so many reasons, um, but tonight particularly for talking to you on the podcast. So thanks a bunch, Janelle and Brandon. Love you guys. Um, and before I let them dive into their awesome story for this week, uh, I'll just catch you up on what I've been doing the past few days, which is really hardly anything um, I'm basically prepping f- to watch the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens, which comes out this Friday. Uh, I'll be seeing it at the Alamo Draft House on Saturday afternoon, uh, and I've been watching the previous Star Wars saga. Um, and so I'm most of the way through with it. I've got a couple more uh, episodes to watch. I've got to finish episode two, watch episode three, and then jump back up and finish with episode six. Uh, and then I'll be ready for The Force Awakens, which I'm super pumped about. Um, also, I made a gingerbread house. Uh, it was pretty rad. Pictures are online. I've eaten all the Twizzlers off of it, though, so it looks way more ghetto than it looked when I built it. Uh, I'm not really interested in any of the other candy, I don't think. Maybe the M&M's, um, but probably the rest of it is is worthless. Um, the cats have been uninterested in it, though. I really thought they would have knocked it off and broken it into a million pieces already, but they didn't. Um, other than that, I can't... Oh, I went and I did a white elephant, a.k.a. Yankee Swap, a.k.a. Dirty Santa Christmas Party tonight. It was fun. It was with some of my coworkers, and I ended up with a really cool set of glassware. It's from this company called Spode, which I didn't know anything about. I Tim, obviously, was the one who um, bought this gift. Uh, it was very thoughtful. But anyway, Spode is this company. Um, they're like a English pottery homeware brand. Um they were started in the late 1700s, and they have this Christmas line, which is like the Christmas glassware line. Gla- well, glassware, chinaware, whatever. Um, but it's really cool. It's got this like iconic Christmas tree on it, uh, and you can buy glassware, um, plates, china, dishes, whatever, all with this um, all with this same design. So now I just have a very small portion of a very large china set. Uh, so thanks. I'll have to collect the rest of it. So it was kind of like the gift that keeps on giving, except it doesn't give. It just makes you want to buy other things for it. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. So yeah, I guess I'll hand it on over to Janelle and Brandon and they can talk to you about their exciting adventure in Oakland. Um, we are super excited to tell you about our adventure, um, checking out the Albany Bulb. So, um, yeah, just, uh, first of all, I just want to make it very clear that we are not getting sponsored or paid. This is not a plug-in, but I do feel inclined to just say a quick little bit about 
um, what took us on this adventure, which was the Detour app. Um, <laughs> so, which if you use it, we'll each get ten dollars from that's, Detour. That's not true. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, but uh, yeah, we we heard about this Detour app, and it's really awesome because. Um, I think the app itself is free and then, uh, there are all sorts of, actually, I just opened up the detour app to check out some of the other, um, uh, places that, that they just released. Cause I saw that there was an update and it just exploded with different cities and, um, and different tours. So it's pretty cool. Uh, check it out, but not only does it have a bunch of um, apps, or sorry, a bunch of tours for um, around the city, but they actually also started releasing some for the East Bay. And the idea is um, you download the app and then you can download uh, different audio tours. And so you can also sync with other people. So Brandon and I just like you turn on Bluetooth and as long as you're in, you know, the same area, um, and your phone's updated. Yes, correct. Um, you can be walking along with your phone and your headphones in, and it's all kind of GPS coordinated as well. So you get in front of a landmark or, or a place that is of particular significance, and it will be like, oh, you are, you know, you should be looking at this right now. Um, so it and it tells you all about it. So, um, it was just super, super awesome. And, um, after we did this, it was just edited really well. And we were really excited to, um, to check out some other ones. So when you are back, um, we will definitely have to do that. Maybe they have some Boston ones you can check out as well. Uh, anyway, so back to, yeah, back to, the uh, main focus, which is the Albany Ball. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, it always was a I place... I've never heard of it. Oh, well, you're also kind of new to the East Bay. Yeah. But um, living here in Oakland for almost five years, um, it was something that I kind of always heard about. I have a dog, so um, I take him up to Point Isabel quite a bit, and it's just um, south. Pablo, come here. It's just south of come here, Pablo. Point Isabel. Come You've here. got a nice, beautiful view of the city on a clear day. Um, and also being interested in art, I also was, was drawn to it that way. Just heard that there were some really cool art installations and that, um, that it was just like a cool place to go, um, even with dogs. It's very dog-friendly. Say hi to Whitney. <laughs> Pablo. Tell her, tell her how cool it was. He doesn't want to anyway, talk. He's shy. He was running all around. Um, yeah. So uh, the Albany Bulb itself can be um, reached. I think we just took the Buchanan Street exit. Um, you also could bike on over if you were do a little detour um, off the Bay Trail. You could do that. Um, but, uh, and it's right there by Golden Gate Fields. Everyone's past the old Golden Gate Fields. And, um, there also is the Albany Beach right there. So 
just like behind Golden Gate Fields is an awesome little dog friendly uh, beach as well. So just a little, little uh, additional factoid for you. Um, anyway, the, you want to talk about how the Albany Bulb was created? Yes. Uh, first, I want to make a plug for this green tea mochi ice cream here <laughs> by Mikawaya. Um, where did you get this? I think I picked it up at the market. Um, yeah, it's delicious. So <laughs> You can also get it at the Berkeley Bowl. I'll save this box, Whitney, and show you next time you come to town so you can see what kind it is. It's delicious. We just had some. Yes, I think also that Lauren is familiar with it. He that said, brand? He had said that he was a fan of the strawberry. Yeah, he did, and that is exactly how he said it, I uh -huh. believe. So yep, exactly. It must be how the Japanese pronounce it. Uh, so <laughs> it was a landfill, the Albany bulb, where all of the garbage and cement and waste from building I-80 and a lot of the, like, when they built uh, some of the homes and businesses all up and down Richmond and um, that whole area there just north of Albany they had to dump all that somewhere and for a while they dumped all the construction trash there but is it true that it became a city dump too for like it was like a place then yeah. that everybody could go take their Christmas trees and their mattresses yeah and you now pay. since it's all full they leave them in front of our house here on 32nd but <laughs> While the Albany bulb was still being created, they could take them out there and dump them there. And then somehow, I don't know at what point this happens because other landfills have become like this, but like now that it's just all like dirt, it's not like they you're dump walking clay on garbage. on top of it. Yeah. Oh, where do they get the clay? I, I actually unknown. Maybe they dredge it up from the bay, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Anyways, we're making that part up, but I think the clay part's true then, huh? Yeah. Because you can't. It it's is. not like you can see. Re yeah. Well, no. In some parts down by the shore, you can see the big chunks of concrete. And oh stuff yeah, that definitely. Found. There's like rebar that's um, yeah sticking out all over the place. But really. also trees and grass and bushes and things growing all over the top of this place as Gorgeous. if it was a natural like hill. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't really tell. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure seeds and stuff like that kind of got... Seeds, right. Yes, seeds. Yeah, scattered a bit. From which plants grow. Yes. And um, it's quite lovely now. It's, yeah, it looks like the rest of the Bay Area is kind of natively vegetated hillsides. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they said something interesting about one of the plants in particular. It was some kind of fennel that was oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, the fennel. Mm-hmm. I don't they, know. But they also were talking about, like tearing a lot of that stuff up because it's not they're invasives yeah and it's not native and they want to know that the parks um the park is going to be our uh, east bay park district is going to be taking over it they want to really like revive it and bring it back to kind of native yeah stuff well it's interesting yeah yeah um but yeah, that all happened, uh, you know, it was kind of a dumping zone until the early 1980s, apparently. Um, and the other thing that was really interesting is that this particular detour um, for the Albany Bulb was narrated by two n what they call landfillians. Um, 
And Lanfillians are the folks who basically were residents and inhabited. Um, they, they made the Albany Bulb their home. And they really kind of turned it into this camp. Um, and that kind of started in the early 1980s uh, until, like, really 2013. Um, so there was kind of an average population, it sounded like, of about 50 or 60 people. And it was just so interesting because, you know, you're walking along and she, you know, she or he would say like, oh yeah, and, you know, you're going to see a fork here, um, you know, take a right and you should be right now walking over these concrete blocks that have spray paint on them with patterns and, you know, designs and stuff. And that was the entrance of my you know, my house, my camp. Um, so it was really, really cool to just kind of like get a glimpse of what their life was like and um, the way of life and how they all came together and, um, you know, created these camps and just the remnants that was left of, of the camps. There actually was even like a, a library mm-hmm. that was right, you know, right kind of on the coast there and um it unfortunately was vandalized like in 2013 and then yeah burned down um but but yeah I mean it was a really cool like somebody maintained it it was just kind of open but it would be like a you know bring one take one sort of situation so kind of sad that that happened but you know I guess that's just a way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, Janelle found a little scrap of burnt book. I did. I did. That was kind of my... I mean, there was like a a labyrinth maze in there. There was such cool sculptures. Um, people lived out there for, and, what, 20 years or something, yeah? Yeah. Um, there Built was this... All sorts of community things. There was this particular sculpt, uh, sculptor and also this uh, activist lawyer, um, Ocean Newman, and you can go out there and see quite a few of uh, just collaborations, but you know sculptures that that he had. Brandon took some nice oh, photos a, as well. Oh, that's a man. Osha mm-hmm. is a man. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was. Um, it was just so, you know, really, really interesting to go out there and just hear the stories and hear the history and, and how it came to be. Um, and I've got to say, like, we actually hit it up on a really nice, clear day, but the views were just gorgeous. Um, yeah, great view of the city and the bridges from this point, because you're kind of it juts you out into the bay a bit further than any of the other yeah. points, even the, even then, uh, what's, where, where do we Point take Isabel. him? Point Isabel. Yeah. It sh- yeah. should be called Point Albany Bulb. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I'm um, going to write a letter to somebody about that. <laughs> um, Who would you write a letter to about that? Yeah. The mayor of Albany? Uh, maybe. Well, um... Jerry Brown? And then they, well... Apparently, you end up having to. There's a vote that will go down by the Albany City Council. Um, in 2013, it was the Albany City Council that voted to evict all the folks who are living there and inhabiting the bulb. 
Um, and they actually paid residents like a few grand to relocate. Um, there were some people who went oh, the, the people quietly that, who were living and, there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that really just happened. Didn't they put um, them in housing projects? What happened to them? Do you know? Well, they, they gave them money to help them relocate and, you know, uh-huh. get somewhat established somewhere else. As we know, $3,000 really doesn't get you far. But hey, if they're just giving away free money, that's something. But it did sound like they had a really nice community. And it was kind of sad to hear that... Um, <clears throat> To hear that uh, um, Albany really doesn't have a whole lot of options for um, people who are homeless. So I guess they were sort of at at one point turning a blind eye a little bit um, to the issues, you know, or I guess turning a blind eye to the people who were living in the Albany bulb. Yeah, sort of a solution for a while to someone who didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, well... They're out there, they're doing their own thing, you know, not really disturbing anyone, so, you know, let it be. Um, they would scrap. What was it that she said that they would collect and, and drag over to sell, like over by Costco? They would have to haul it over, or they would scrap something. She'd, she'd say, like, one day, what was it? She's like, one day I collected so many and I drug them all by myself all the way over. I don't know. <laughs> but... The point of it is, um, ah, the point <laughs> zing, um, is that it's it was really really cool. I'm so glad that I finally got to get out there and check it out. I've been living in the East Bay now for you know almost four and a half years, and I definitely suggest you know not only our East Bay friends but um, anyone who's in the city too, you should come check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little hidden gem. And perhaps through the miracle of podcasting technology, Lauren will have figured out how to put images with the podcast, and if that's possible, we can send the photos that we took, yeah? Yeah, indeed. Brandon did a nice job. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe as you're listening to this, you've already been enjoying all the photos that we took. All right, enjoy. Thanks for uh, spending a little time with us. Yeah, come on, come on back over here where it doesn't snow and um, stuff, and it's nice here. It's better than Boston. <laughs> maybe, way better. Maybe right no, now it's way better all the time. We miss you. Yeah. Yep, miss you lots. All right, until next time. Well, Brandon, I gotta let you know that when you talk about putting pictures together with sound what you're describing is television not podcasting um in all fairness the pictures are really cool brandon's a great photographer uh and if you're interested in looking at them i don't have a miracle podcasting method of making the images available over sound waves but i have them in an email so just hit me up and i'll send them to you don't resell them or you'll need to pay brandon money uh until next time We love you. Oh, also, I picked the music this week um, is actually by um, the guy. He's like the lead singer of Modest Mouse, uh, Isaac. Shit, what is his name? Um, I'm going to look it up right now. Isaac Brock. Um, 
Isaac Brock, he did this, um, he did this song, uh, but anyway, it's called Here's to Now, and it was on the soundtrack of this, probably the best documentary I have ever seen in my entire life, called 180 Degrees South, um, and it, if you, if anybody is listening and you haven't watched that documentary, like, take the two hours and do it, it's amazing, uh, it makes you want to like live at a different level than you're living at i don't know that's the way i felt but it is um one of the one of the main characters that it follows is um the founder of the north face his name was doug Tompkins, um and he actually died last tuesday uh so a really tragic it's tuesday um for him he was in Patagonia kayaking like a boss with a bunch of his friends, including the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chenaud, and uh, he ended up kind of like, whatever, losing control of the kayak and um, flipping over, and then the water temperature was just so cold that he got severe hypothermia uh, and died before he was able to be rescued. But talk about a dude who, like, lived an amazing life. Um and so, anyway, if you if you haven't seen this pod or haven't seen this documentary, and um, you are remotely interested, I highly suggest that you watch it. It's amazing, and the music is really good too. This being one of the songs from it. So, uh, listen away. Buildings built sturdy, rolled up in every town. As the bees get aged and the bellies get sick, well, the people fall right out. Pride is really falling I'm proud that I'm not proud As the people get aged And the bellies get sick Well their instincts are fall out Here's to now Here's to now 